This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, November 29th, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. The United States should repurpose its military to the explicit protection of the United States and its citizens. But it takes time to remove the U.S. from its many expensive and entangling alliances. Christopher Preble, Director of Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, says we don't have to wait for that shift in policy to cut the military budget. We can make big changes now with no change in U.S. security. As you like to point out, cutting the military budget really begs rethinking what we do with our military. But there are things that we can do without doing this admittedly necessary thing of rethinking what we should be doing with our military. Right. Uh, That's correct. I mean, so I've been arguing for some time that that the military should be sized in accordance with the strategy, and the strategy is, is extremely ambitious. But even if people don't buy into my argument, my and Ben and other Cato scholars, the argument for what we should do in terms of restraint, what we call restraint, um, there's still a number of places where there is genuine bloat, just waste, excess in military and related spending, which is pretty obvious. So, for example, um, you know, we believe that nuclear weapons provide us with an important deterrent. Uh, but research shows that you don't need to have thousands and thousands of nuclear weapons to have a credible strategic deterrent. Um, in fact, we could, we've cut the, and we know partly why we know, we know this, is because we've cut the arsenal dramatically since the end of the Cold War, and we are more secure, not less, than we were in 88 or 1989 or whatever. Uh, but in fact, we could cut even further. And the estimate that we've come up with is that uh, reducing the arsenal below even what's projected under the New START Treaty, maybe down to below uh, 1,000 weapons, maybe 500 warheads or so, and also removing the bomber wing of the triad that would, would save, uh, comes about $87 billion, 20, $66 billion in the Defense Department and $21 billion in the Department of Energy. Tooth to tail. Tooth to tail, yes. Is the idea that uh, for your fighting forces, there's a, just a whole lot of uh, stuff that goes along with that. And, of course, some of that begs, again, rethinking what we do with the military. But uh, a lot of people don't really consider the tail part when it comes time to uh, hire on a new soldier or uh, go to war. Right. And so the tail right now is an, an enormous Pentagon civilian workforce which has grown dramatically uh, since 2001, 2002. You're absolutely right that when you deploy a soldier, you're adding staff back at home to support him or her. And uh, you know our proposal is that if you could you could reduce Pentagon the Pentagon workforce uh, primarily through attrition and cut it back to as much as a third by the end of the decade, which uh, generates savings of over 100 billion dollars. Um, a, a related issue is intelligence spending. Okay, so intelligence is part of, uh, you know, national security spending. Some of it is hard to discern, but but reasonable estimates show that the budget has more than doubled. Um, and what we propose is about a 15% reduction over a 10-year period. Um, 
which again comes to it's about $120 billion, as I recall. And, and again, we stress that because we are, uh, again, without any change in the strategic, you know, what the U.S. military is asked to do, we think these cuts are make sense because there's been so much waste and inefficiency built into the system. A lot of what the intelligence budget goes to is paying contractors to write reports that nobody reads. Um, well, clearly we could scale back that quite dramatically. If we were to adopt, uh, again, a, a more uh, a, a strategy of restraint or a more uh, restrained grand strategy in general, then you would want to still have uh, intelligence to be able to provide a kind of measure of, of, of uh, taking action quickly. Uh, but again, what we have now is, is not geared to quick action. It is, it is really quite ponderous and bloated. There is an unhappy medium between rethinking what the military is supposed to be doing and making very large cuts to military spending. And that unhappy medium is not rethinking things, but making those big cuts. That's exactly what we saw happen in the 1990s. There were fairly substantial reductions, both in total military spending and in personnel. Um, And yet we saw that the military was used more often in the 15 years after the end of the Cold War than it was used in the 45 years of the Cold War. Um, and I think a number of those interventions were unwise, uh, but absent a superpower competitor that was kind of discouraging us from getting involved in these kinds of things, uh, that is part of the explanation for why we continue to use the military as we did and really overuse it and, and nearly break it. Uh, and I think that we need to have much more discipline on the part of policymakers and greater oversight by Congress, to be honest, uh, to limit the executive's propensity to send our forces hither and yon. Christopher Preble is Director of Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute and author of the book, The Power Problem. You can get your copy at Cato.org.